LOI Weekly Season 2, Episode 26, with myself, Johnny Ward, and Daniel McDonald on Podcast Public Citrus SoundCloud, iTunes at LOI Weekly on Twitter. How are you going, Dan? Very good, John. As I said on uh, Twitter, we're going to have a bald, ma- a bald ex-manager in today, and it is Johnny McDonald. Yeah. Good morning, John. How are you? Got me up nice and early this morning, yeah, you did. We- Thanks very much for coming in. I'm no, off to Sligo for a bit of racing afterwards, so I had to go early today. Have you got some inside information for us? I have a horse running in the half five. But yeah. by, by the time this Probably goes out, finish till half seven. <laughs> but it, yeah, but and by the time this goes out, it's going to be like uh, Wednesday morning or like Thursday morning. So I mean, the horse may still be running at that point. Yeah, to be fair. It's a claimer, Dan. So he may be gone for me after race. That's the way it works. Just typical you, Johnny. You just fly by night. Short term affairs all the way. Well, I don't it's know the story that. of your life. Jared Buzzer are always here as well. Hey, Johnny, no, you're not playing anymore. Uh, we we learned it's a bit unfortunate because you were playing when you were in last year. Yeah, we were in last. I think I was getting married. Were you this time? Yeah, it was like September. Yeah, the anniversary yeah, yeah. is coming up. Cheers for mine. Um, yeah, I was playing with Crumlin United, but uh, as Johnny said downstairs, he told me fifteen years ago to give it up. But <laughs> <laughs> um, last year, the doc told me it would be in my best interest to stop playing. What was the injury? The my hip. He said uh, it'll need to be replaced if I wanted to keep on playing. So um, he said I might be able to swing a golf club. So don't go on my wrong side now. Uh, <laughs> he said I might be able to swing a golf club down the line. He says, but for the near future, he said just keep a, keep it monitored, keep me on it. Right, it's a massive problem in um, gated games. I think with lads just needing hip replacements, just in the, the the kind of monotonous training they do to an extent. They're not doing enough of particular things and. Physios have told me that hip replacements are going to be absolutely rampant. <laughs> My hips are fine, Johnny. Yeah. I mustn't have tried that don't much. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw everything coming straight at you and I headed don't. away. I get pains in my head now when I get my head in the ball, but uh, no. I suppose it doesn't help sitting in a taxi. For yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely think that's not like... So, but obviously you're, you're what, 35? 34 I was actually last Friday, Johnny. 34 is all? Yeah. years on from there, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. It's early, early enough to be calling it a day, so, unfortunately. Look, it was disappointing, but... It is what it is. Um, I'm a well-around self-pity. I'll be tormenting myself. But the doctor's a doctor. You have to hear what they say. And did he say you're going to need a hip replacement? Or you might. He said I will eventually. He says if I keep kind of playing and I can run straight. It's just <laughs> you yeah. could never do that before. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great doctor. Yeah. You signed him three times, did you? Oh, I signed him three times. I only paid him twice. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where, where was the three times? Just to we had a jerk come back from England at uh, the Shells, Shells when we were at yeah. Shells, yeah. And then we were up at Pats with us. Over at Pats and then yeah. up to Newry. Yeah, up to Newry. He brought me up to Newry, but he didn't bring me home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're both taxi men, of course. Uh, sure, look. Half a Dublin are driving taxis now, Johnny. How's a bit? Uh, I got a taxi yesterday, and your man was telling me he was basically giving it up in the next couple of weeks to go driving. Lovely. Well, I'll walk with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. How is the business in Dublin at the moment? Oh, it's ticking away, isn't it? Yeah. Tipping away. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I suppose you get to ride the recession and get through it. Sure, like, like anyone else, Johnny, keep going. But the old sport is great. It keeps you ticking over and it keeps your head right. And what are you at at the moment? Well, I'm back in DCU now in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so I'll be there from end of August to February. And then I'm still Belvedere. The schoolboys are off at the moment. So officially back training with them next week in February on the 15th. Yeah, and... Uh, Kept tipping away. I was down in Cork. I was down in Warford last week with Air mm-hmm. doing the match Warford Cork or Warford and Cork and I've uh, that second big in Dublin derby uh, Rovers and Bowls after Pats and and Rovers that'd be the second biggest. Oh what a yeah yeah, yeah. 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 you yeah. kept going John yeah. yeah. 
Yes, and I'd be off watching matches and giving fellas free lifts back from Bray and stuff like that. I believe you get Johnny Ward a lift, yeah. And you were, you were hanging out in Puerto Rico with Diego Costa as well. He, was, he, say, he said, it was a funny story, this is, this is true, I won't keep it long, right? So we're there, we're at one of the water parks or whatever, and we're... There's a few lads. How are you, Johnny? How's things? Lads from Bally Fair, Pats fans. How's it going, Johnny? We get a photograph. How's to Tell the lads. Oh, he used to go to Pats and da-da-da-da-da. And then one of them ran over. Lads, Diego Costa's <laughs> over here. And the three lads went, sorry, Johnny, we have to go. So we played second fiddle to Diego Costa. Oh, man. Just back in the World Cup. It was the week after the World yeah. Cup. Day. Spain had been knocked out on there. But the lads, they went... Really sorry, Johnny. Diego Costa is over here. I understand so. that. We have you. We have That's you. Because you left for shells at one point. I say that. That's the real issue. And <laughs> uh, we have Jer on to discuss the non-league uh, teams in the cup as well, and we go through the results from. Uh, the Premier Division last weekend. We're going to have Stephen Henderson on as well, talking about Cove's brilliant win in the ES Sports Cup against uh, Dundalk. Um, but mainly we've Jer on for a bit of FAI Cup talking about the non-league teams. But are you going to go coaching at all now? Is is it a, is it a Good, the, the logical next move for you well you would think that Johnny but I don't know um, at the minute it's not something I'm really giving too much thought into why um, look it's still ripe that I'm, I'm not able to play uh, to be honest my family kind of sacrificed enough for so long as well from me being playing all the time so I'm just quite enjoying spending a little bit more extra time with them and stuff like that which will eventually wear it off, I'd imagine. Yeah, and shocking. Shocking. <laughs> on all of you. <laughs> um, and I'll be looking to get back out the door. Like, but like I was just saying, that looking through all these new branded coaches and stuff is just make me think it's not something that I want to do at the minute. Like, you know, what's what, different today about them though? The new brand of coaches just look. We did, we all grew up loving again football, and it's been pretty similar. Not overly complicated, but it's been pretty similar over the years. But it seems to be everyone wants to complicate it now. Especially the come up with something new, like or yeah, be seen as being inte- more intelligent or what? Like yeah, well that's that seems to be the thing. Yeah, there's everyone seems to be kind of inventing a new way of playing. Oh, yeah, we spoke about this before, Jerry. Sorry for cutting across you, Johnny. About coaches inventing themselves and putting up podcasts and stuff about and showing how good coaches they are. But I, I agree with Jared. It's not rocket science. You know, and if you keep it simple, like, you know, as I said before, I'd see fellas and they're putting on sessions and this and that, but it's about the game. It's about the 11 v 11 and about spotting things and correcting them and bringing the kids through and working with them individually in groups. And I just think a lot of the stuff has gone very scientific. You know, it's it's gone very scientific. It's gone very graphic and whatever. And, you know... It actually gets quite boring as well, Johnny, to be honest with you. Like, Do you know why, Jerry? Because people are standing, standing around, around nothing, yeah. and they're being told, and let the kids off, let the, you know, we're the senior play, let them off and let them play. And uh, I, I think I'm going to have to look at it a, a, a little bit, you know. I, I like the balance, as I said before, strength and condition and the science of all. It, it all plays a part, but I think you've got to find a right balance on it. And uh, everybody wants to tell everyone how good I am. I'm this and I'm that. Take your time, slow down. Yeah. especially in the lower level or the amateur sort of level you've got lads for 90 minutes twice a week and you have them standing around for 60, 70 of them um, trying to show like I'm doing my B or I'm doing my A or my pro licence why not just play just let yeah. them go and play like most yeah. kids want to turn up especially even like amateur footballers like even when I was playing amateur football I just want to go up with an hour and an hour and 90 minutes away out of the house I just want to play a game of football 
Don't be standing around. Mm. But just getting back to sorry, Dan. Just no. getting back to what you're saying about the coaching at the time. But even you know, you take a little break. Going back to doing a little bit on the pitch, it might be just going back and doing a little bit because you you know you've a lot of experience and you played and given something back. And it's good to get your gear back on you just for your own head as well, especially when you finish. You know, it's good to maybe just get out and you don't have to take over a team. We could win and spend I think an hour. That's why I dress like this, Johnny. Just so I still have my gear on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, no, I think it's right yeah. to have a break, but yeah. if you can go back and, and just you know be, become a coach at a, at a club and then you get the feel for it again, and it, it does, you know, it, it definitely does help you along the way, especially when you finish playing. Different yeah. kind of buzz, obviously. Like, yeah, but there is Johnny, yeah. especially yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say though, as a manager, it must sort of feel better in ways because, like, especially if you're masterminded uh, some tactical victory or whatever. Yeah, well, it, it is different. You know, it absolutely is different. You know, because as a player individually, you're saying, "Yeah, I've won this, I've done that, whatever." But as the coach, as you say, you're orchestrating, you're masterminding, you've put plans in place. But as a coach, as an educator, as I would say. You might have brought Johnny Ward into the team and he was below the rest of them. And now as a coach, you brought him up to the rest. That's what gives you... Yeah, and I, I would take that as part of the coaching. It's not putting on fantastic, brilliant sessions. It's about educating the bringing players, players and on, bringing yeah. players on, yeah. And, and Dan, a lot has been said about... Uh, sorry to interrupt you there, but Stephen Kenny bringing players on at Dundalk. We're going to just talk about the results from last week. And this was one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen from Dundalk against Larry and went out 4-0 and you were, you were over there. Yeah, Alec, I mean, it was definitely the, the worst performance in, under Kenny in Europe and possibly at all. I mean, you have to take it into account they're playing a... You know, they're playing a good side. I think they got hammered by Drada at one point in the second season. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's probably been worse performances. But, yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't go completely overboard. I was just, you know, doing a piece for the paper for tomorrow, just about the Cork-Rosenberg game. And it probably is the last chance for some someone to do something this summer. You know, a, a good, really memorable League of Ireland performance this summer. I know Rovers came close in Sweden and played well. But really, like, it's been an underwhelming year. Um and I think, I don't know, I, I just, I'm beginning to think, you know, that it's not a case that the Dock aren't as good or Cork, maybe aren't as good as we think. I'm just not sure if they're being tested enough regularly in the league here. Like, there's 20, 22 points, I think, between second and third now. Um, and I genuinely just feel with Dundalk, like, they haven't been playing fantastically well the last month anyway. Against Lavadia, we saw them, they were a bit, they weren't mm. maybe at their best. And... They just got found out by a team that really exposed the mistakes that they were making. And, and like you lads would know, and for playing in Europe, I think like a League of Ireland teams in Europe, it's never going to change. Like they need to be 100% at it to, to beat teams like that. You can't be below par. And what happened was they played really badly by their standards and got completely exposed nearly all mistakes were punished like yeah that. and I think maybe there's there's certain things we'll talk about because I know Jerry, you were watching the game and, and I think you were tweeting Jerna and I know I'm sure Johnny has your views like I think that there's things that they can get away with in the league at home because they're that good relative to the teams here that they're just not going to get away with them away and I think maybe in time they might learn a lot from, from last week. I think, you know, they've had Horat right back um, which is fine in the league games he's a very good player but maybe his knowledge of that position maybe was exposed a small bit. They had Connolly the right side of midfield struggle. They had two attacking wingers who didn't keep the ball well enough. I think as Stephen spoke in their own half. And at home, you know, they have Shields and 
Benson and then the two wingers and it's grand when you're you're in the opposition half all the time but they just weren't cute or clever enough to they, like they played themselves into trouble it was just it was just really it was just poor all round it was just a bit of a nightmare and uh, they were a bit better in the second half when they had Gannon out there and stuff but they were 3-0 behind and Larnica more to the point where 3-0 up and didn't really need to push Franton more so I wouldn't get too carried away by the fact they had a lot of the ball in the second half but yeah, it was a disappointing one. I don't know what you what you I, think, I, what you thought watching it. I, a few things that I, I would agree with you on that. You know, looking at uh, Dundalk and Cork and being 22 points or whatever they are ahead, and, you know, that gap is not closing. We spoke about that before, whether it's Rovers or whoever it is in third place, that gap is not closing. And I think fellas get into that mode of, we'll be all right today, and they're away in Europe also. They're not worrying that, you know, if we miss a few matches, matches called off, that teams will catch up on us in the league. They're so far ahead. I agreed also that you're going to the next level, you know, in European football. You're going to the next level and some fellas just can't, they're at the highest level they can be at. Mm. That's no disrespect to whatever. And that's why players are playing in, in the electricity league. Look, young clearly coming back, he's a young player, cut out, you know, so... Is he going to be able to step up to the next level? I don't know, but I'm just well, looking you, at the game. If you if you look at the 2016 sort of team that they had and take Gary Rogers out of it, Hoban wasn't there, Cleary wasn't there, Hoare wasn't there, Jarvis wasn't there, Conley wasn't there, McGrath wasn't there, Duffy wasn't there. So they'd a lot of, and especially the back four had hardly ever played together before really, and they were so caught out. And I, I thought, Ger, uh, the, the midfield just didn't seem to work at all. Again, they're just... Like it was like if McGrath was coming back trying to do defence duties when he should be attacking, but the back four just looked like they'd never played together before to me anyway. It's very hard. Like if, if you don't have the ball and you're so used, and McGrath's a footballer, he wants to be on the ball and creating stuff. When he doesn't have the ball for so long periods, he, he kind of he just got lost a little bit and mm-hmm. he, he's running looking for the ball, whereas when he did get it back, you're looking for him and you stand, stand beside the likes of Shields and. and the other lads who are further on back, Benson who are further on back the pitch. Whereas, like, we've all played in games where you just, it's just one of them, like, you know, even Har. Like, I think Har is one of the best defenders in the league, and he just had one of them games, I'd say. Mm. He just wanted the ground up. But that's yeah. the next level. Like, he can get away with playing right full in this league. Absolutely yeah. no problem. And he's an attacking, he scored goals from. But you're going to the next level. If you're the centre half and you're playing out right full, at the, that next level in Europe, you will be found out. Because I know, I think you would have, say, reservations about sort of maybe the quality of the league at the moment, week to week. I think you've spoken about maybe the pressure on the ball and, and yeah. it might necessarily be as intense as it might have been at times in the past. Yeah, oh, well, look, if, if you take Dundalk and Cork out of it, then it's, it's very, very... Like, you've got Rovers out to put a decent run together. Mm. But I was watching Rovers again the other night. I just... I don't know. They, I just I don't know what their what way their structures they've got. Like the two holding midfielders there, they're literally dropping onto their centre halves and getting the ball, and then it's pass, pass, pass. Whereas the centre halves can play them balls and push them up. So that's why it's not really. There's a massive gap from the two centre midfields in the middle of the pitch. That's why it's not really that intense. Like that was Rovers' first game in Europe. That was particularly evident. Like where they basically they just sat on top of the back four, like and they yeah. couldn't. Yeah. And then they went and they 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 won over there. And you're thinking, Jesus, why didn't they do, why didn't they yeah. do that at home? And they could be true. And but now we're sitting here thinking, ah, oh, well, it's a moral victory. But they don't get a chance now to do it again till hopefully if they get back into Europe till next year. And that's the thing with what you're saying about Clary and stuff like that. 
we won't know if he's available, uh, able to go to the next level until they play in Europe. Yeah. Again. I think yeah. he, he he the way he was playing in the league, he was there was always potentially he was going to get caught out because he plays on the on the edge. Yeah, he got booked after five minutes mm. as well. I think that probably just now granted that they should know. have. Had, oh, this was the other thing I thought. There's a lack of leadership there because when McGrath went down, nobody claimed for a penalty, mm. and it was a, no, pretty much nobody, yeah. and it was a blatant penalty a blatant to me. Penalty, so yeah. if you had maybe Stephen O'Donnell there, he's all over the referee, and there just didn't seem to be that leadership there. They miss O'Donnell big time yeah, just for that, that control, yeah. and they just there was just the first 15 20 minutes and I remember I always think like one of the best and dark performances for me was the Alkmaar game away where actually the first 10 minutes the, the guy who actually I think has gone to Brighton now for big money I think the Iranian fell I think he hit the post and, oh, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were battering them for 10 minutes and I remember just Stevie just just got a grip of it, you know, slowed it down a small bit. But also in that time, they played Mountney on the right side. So you have Horgan on one side, but you have Mountney on the other, who's someone who's a bit Good defensive. more defensive. And they just had a better balance about them and they, they just kept the ball and they got through it. And I think Kenny's point afterwards was that their heads went down in that period which is a bit uncharacteristic for a team that wins a lot of games but it was almost like they weren't used to being but that's this the much on the, on the, on the back foot yeah. you know but that, you're right that's the word you know, not used to not having the ball not used to being behind not used to being three goals behind and that psychologically has to have an effect on mm. players as well. Larnaca were a decent side as well. In fairness, like they weren't, there were no mugs like the. They were savvy, well. like I mean, yeah. I mean they, they, and they were better than last year. They looked to be anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, the Cork fans will, will disagree. You know, like they were probably similar to last year in some ways, but the, the game was way more open, and they they were able to expose the counter attack, the could. speed, and stuff. Yeah, but you know, Stephen Dundalk and Stephen Dundalk. They've got to learn from this. This, you know, they've got to really look at this game. Could it affect their league um, chance? In that, no, like, I, I, they obviously I, follow this by losing in Cove no, as well. I, I, I no, no issue there. I really don't think so. I think they'll they'll bounce, they'll come back, and they'll just get on with the league. As I said a couple of minutes ago, they're just so far ahead. They don't have to worry now. Oh, we were ten points clear four weeks ago when we started in Europe, and now we're only two points. Yeah. I know they have to go to Cork, though. But I, I think you know that, I think they will learn from it, though. I think. I mean, this again. This is the point. Like they played twenty six games in the league and won twenty. I think. Yeah. Cork is something similar. Like, Cork is similar. Yeah. Twenty one for twenty eight. Like none of the like the Cork and the Dock have only lost games to say teams in the top four, right? So the teams below that haven't managed to beat Cork and Dock. I think even if Dundalk win the league with an amazing points total at the end of the year, I think the Larnaca game will still show them that they haven't got a crack. Like that, they you know they're not just going to naturally go into Europe. And I I do think in time they may like look back at this as as a good education because 2016 was the end of like a three-year cycle in Europe for that team where they played split the first year and then batted and then the third year and I think like in some ways they're in the second year of a three-year cycle with this team now and I think maybe in time they like last time it might be the the worst thing that could have happened to them as much as it was a like a nightmare at the time because you probably learn more from your defeats sometimes than oh, you, you have from to, you, you winning games at 60%. You, like, what are you learning from that sometimes, you know? You know, it's, they were tested basically the other day, you know, and in the league here, you know, Cork, maybe Rovers, they don't get tested enough, the players, and, and they're cruising. They're absolutely cruising yeah. and they don't have to lift it. So now you're going from a cruising mode into not the 60 against the European, mm. European competition and the pressure's on Rose or Cork now a bit to kind of salvage a disappointing summer you know I was talking to John last week it was down at the match John Coffey, Caulfield yeah. sorry and he was over at a Celtic game and he said Rosemary could have been a couple of goals up in the first half but once Celtic took control of the match they dropped right off so mentally he said you know they dropped right down so that's something that they'll try and work on they'll obviously try and get 
and early goal are trying mm. to get on the front foot nice and early but I know Moogs Rosenberg looking forward to that we'll go through the results from last week um, I can't really remember the predictions and this is before the Galway race I think this seems a long long time ago <laughs> you've, had, you've had a difficult and you're, then you were at a festival for the weekend yeah John. straight from Galway yeah, into a festival a, you've had a fun week forgot fun my week. contact lenses Johnny, at both did you ever hear the burning the candle up both ends I'm not able for it anymore but uh, Watford it, I read the paper on Monday and it was kind of like I that was Sunday. don't remember any of this <laughs> 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 Watford won Cork 2 uh, Bowes 5 Limerick nil. some good goals in that game Pats 3 Bray nil. Derry 2 1 Sligo 2 um, but they turned that around Dan, in, in winning uh, at the yeah, showgrounds did you go for Sligo I went for Sligo but have gone for Pats I, I went for Cork to win in Waterford whereas you went for a draw in that game I actually fancy Bowes Limerick I think I can't remember. I think uh, we'll have to have a look back on that. But uh, that that was a massive win for Cork as well. In fairness, they say, well, I, I was at Bowes Limerick, so Johnny was at the Waterford Cork game. Like it seems like Cork played pretty well. I don't know. Maybe you can you can you can disagree. Uh, they seem to be playing a bit better anyway. They've come out of the European games and seem to have put. A, they might be hitting a small bit of form, or you can, well, you can tell me otherwise. Yeah, I can flip it the other way. That was Waterford's tour defeat in a row as well. So, but. For me, Cork, they're strong, they're physical, they're in great condition, and they were always in control of the game, Dan. There's a a game always in the season when you win a league, and sometimes you go, that's the one that just pushed us on to win the league. They didn't play particularly brilliant in Waterford, but they just done enough, and they were always in control, conceded a goal within a minute, up the far end, and they just lifted it. And For me, they always seemed to be able to push on to another gear. And uh, yeah, they, they they look like a team that can push on and, and keep going. But one handily, I think, in the end, you know, Waterford done okay, but just too strong for Waterford mentally, physically, all over the pitch. And uh, two one, maybe it could have been a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akinada had a few chances. I thought he's that Akinadi um, chance there where he uh, too much speed for Delaney just showed that actually I know Delaney's come back but Cork are vulnerable to speed like and uh, I think Delaney and uh, Bennett finished the match together which is a, it's a hell of an experience but they, and you're right we, you know with Akinadi getting in behind Waterford of playing balls in behind it's a bit of pace got him in but he, he needs too many chances to get a goal I can add it he does yeah, doesn't he, he, yeah. does, he well look for me personally yeah. I look at, and he, he gets into fantastic positions needs to refine his do you remember the goal he got against uh, against Rovers in Talek last year oh, when yeah. he got in behind yeah. lots More of that, that. Ha- lots of that happened the other night over the bar wide not on target keeper saved him and um, but then Cork just readjusted dropped off a little bit didn't leave the space in behind well, when you consider that they lost there earlier in the season, um, in that game that ended the, the, famous, the massive sort of brawl or whatever, but they actually they actually just lost the plot a bit in the second half of that game, and Waterford overrun them. So I think like there's something significant in the fact that a couple of months on they've gone back there and won comfortably, yeah. as you say. But uh, have you seen much of Cork this year, Jerry? Any sort of only, only what's on the TV? Yeah, yeah. Too busy. I'm, I'm just trying to think that Noel Hunt is back. Would you would you have played in the? No, I remember he was at Rovers. Um, yeah. Oh, it was probably a shell at the same time, but he's maybe a glass act in this league, like you know. And he's already started really well. He had a couple of good chances. Um, Warford played Rovers actually. He yeah. had a couple of really good chances. He was unlucky. He hit the post and stuff like that. It was a brilliant goal he got. In fairness, like you know, he totally fooled McNulty on the near post. Yeah, yeah. but again, the Johnny, that was the space that the car were leaving yeah. in the So, what did you make of his penalty shout actually? 
thought that was I thought that was a very he was adamant it was a penalty and I was like he was very I, I think you no. took Griffin out of it there yeah. like no, he. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it was. But he was really looking to be on the pitch. He stamped on beat. I was just well. going to say we got a couple of tweets about that, yeah. but I, I'm not sure that I missed that in Soccer Republic, or it didn't really go into it in detail. But oh, there's no doubt he. he there was intent there. Do you reckon Beatty might have been winding him up? Oh, it was from the very start. There was contact all from the very start. You know, looking at Hunt, he, he played wide on the left. He played wide on the right, and then when they changed the shape around, they took off Keegan and brought on. Uh, Doofus, but he put an old Hunt in a number 10 role, I wouldn't say he ever played as a number 10, and he didn't influence the Mm. game whatsoever, because he's an aggressive attacking player, you know, and wide on the right, or up top, and he can jump, he's a great leap on him, absolutely great leap, but uh, he just didn't affect the game in the number 10 role, maybe that was because Cork, as I said, just dropped off, a midfield drop, and he just condensed the space. But uh, he didn't affect it as, as much as I thought and he would have. In each core, Patsby Bray and uh, new manager Bray, Dan. Yeah, uh, Gary Cronin appointed, uh, yeah, started this week. So obviously, yeah, Graham Kelly's last match was the Pats game. Um, yeah, I, like, there was obviously chat about various other managers going in, and Paul Dudham was mentioned. And, um, but, but I guess it's in keeping with what Bray are doing at the moment that it's probably pragmatic enough that it's, this, it's probably an 18 month job that it's not a. I mean, they're nine points. What they're nine points off safety, off off playoff safety. But what eight games to go? Doesn't look likely, really, does it? You know, they Gary, need Gary um, McCabe got himself. They need Gary McCabe as to be, well, which was just like Gary McCabe in the Cork game got a great goal. But he did nothing in general play, and then on Friday it was a terrible tackle. Stupid, stupid, stupid tackle in a team that's struggling. Like so, that's not helping you. Like one you know, of them really senior when they, players. When they've lost so many other players. Um, I mean, maybe he's a bit frustrated. That he's still there, and I don't know what what it might be, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Gary Cronin's been assistant in the league. It's pretty good to see someone new get a chance. He, uh, he knows the fourth division as well, Dan. He would have been at Longford a fair bit, so he knows that. Do you think they've one eye on that already nearly? Oh, like, I would yeah, say yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they're, they're mm. thinking of, you know. And he's a, he's a good lad. I've seen him on a lot of the coaching courses. Enthusiastic, loving it. You know, he, he wants to, to he's do well. He's just complete these. He's probably... Yeah. He just, he's just so, come yeah. off it, yeah. yeah. So, it's good that you're someone different getting an opportunity. Um, but, like, everything that Bray are doing still, they're making... They're making the right noises. Like I think the club needs to go down to the first division, to be honest, and just rebuild re- re- because you know they're doing good stuff. I think kids' summer camps and stuff that's basic, but at the same time, it hadn't been done and mm-hmm. trying to get people on uh, board, back on board who who had drifted away from the club. You know, um, Bowes looked to be coming into a bit of form. Uh, Derry lost in Sligo, but then reversed that form with the, with a lot of injuries. In fairness, one in the showgrounds, but Dan, no doubt about the results that we really want to talk about here: Cove beating Dundalk. This yeah. is incredible stuff. Like in, Dundalk put out a maybe not their first team by any means, but a really strong team, and Cove beat them. Yeah, like it's fantastic. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Bowes Limerick in a while, but there's a few things out of that game. But um, Alec, it is fantastic for Cove to play Derry now in the A Sports Cup final. Like it is, you know, it, it is like the third competition, but it's still like a cup final opportunity for the players and. Uh, I think like Dundalk would have wanted to go through. I know he rested some players. I think I think fatigue, by the way, was probably one of the things that was notable in Cyprus as well in the heat. And uh, he hasn't rested very much. He hasn't rotated that much. And it was a chance in Cove for some of the players who haven't been playing to show that they should be, and they didn't necessarily take it. It has to be said, you know. Um, mm. But you can't you can't you can't take away from what what Cove did. We'll have to bring him on now as well and uh, see how he's feeling. Well, Stephen, how's the uh, how's the hangover? As you uh, put it on Twitter, it's not good for young people, and particularly bad for old people. The old booze, but you deserved a hangover, I think, did you? 
Well, I was just a little bit disappointed that people realised that I was the old person. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come here, it was a great night. It was an emotional night. And to be honest with you, I, don't, I think I only had two or three points and I was like... I presume not, you went to the clubhouse there, did you? Uh, you went to the clubhouse in Cove, did you? Yeah, we just went in, you know, because um, we weren't expecting it. I don't think anybody was expecting it, let's be honest. Um, you know, it was a decent team Stephen put out. And... Uh, you know, we we had a game plan. Like it was a semi final, and I was I kind of explained to the lads um, a semi final that we played with when I was with Waterford in the FAI Cup semi final. Uh, we didn't do ourselves justice, and it was a it was um, a big regret of mine that we didn't go for it more down in Sligo at that time. So we just asked the lads to go out and make sure there's no regrets here. Um, we're not going to sit off them. We're going to go and press them. We're going to try and win the ball back and, and see what happens. If we get hammered, don't worry about it. This is the biggest free hit you're ever going to get in football, really, uh, us against Dundalk. And to be honest with you, I was I was genuinely shocked uh, that we could do it for the 90 minutes because uh, the fourth half we were really at it. Uh, as you know, Dundalk knocked the ball around lovely. But we got after them and we kept it for the whole match. And then when the final whistle went, Wow, just a fantastic feeling. Football, that's what football does for us. Yeah, Stephen, I mean, I think you said it was an emotional day. I think, I think it was a day you put up something. I think it was your parents' wedding anniversary on, on, on Monday itself. So there was a lot of emotion, I suppose, around the day. There was, yeah, you know, because I, I had to ask the big man for a bit of help. And, uh, you know, I think he was there. He was looking down on me. Uh, after the match, then I, I went back to him. I said, Paddy, any chance about next Friday in the dark? And he put the, he put the head down through the clouds and said, you're on your own with that one, son. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was an emotional day. and It was um, uh, it was great to see a huge crowd in the, in the ground and then for us to put in a performance like that and then obviously to get the win against a fantastic club like Dundalk and a fantastic team. Um at the end of it, from a personal perspective, I was exhausted, and that's the truth. I was absolutely shattered. But, uh, you know, I have that lift back in. We were back training tonight, and now we have to go down uh, to Dundalk now and, and try and do it all again. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the crowd that turned up, and, and that must have been heartening, because I think people are obviously aware, you know, you were a bit maybe frustrated earlier in the season, um, and, you know, we're ready to leave at one point, and... I know it's been a labour of love for you, probably, with the relationship with the club there. Um, do you hope now this is the platform for better days ahead, that it's you know that the community will see what you've done and almost react to it now going forward? Well, yeah, I think prior to the, the emotion I was talking about, when I was coming off the pitch, I've seen people back in the ground that I hadn't seen there for a long time. Uh, and not only that, I've seen people who supported the club for many years with tears in their eyes. And, uh, you know, that's why we do it, you know. Never in this thing for the glory. I was always in it for, you know, to try. I had a struggle as a young player and I always wanted to give other young players a chance that maybe uh, wasn't far coming to them. Uh, you know, to see the response of the supporters, that's also why I'm in it. Um, you know, but to actually um, to, to bring young players on like we're doing and to actually get ourselves to National Cup Finals like we just did this week, you know, I'm a, I'm a very happy man, and then to see the emotion and the, uh, from the all supporters coming back, and, and there was a real good will towards the club at the end of that game, um, you know. And like you say, that's what we're hoping for that people will come in and see that all we are is just a group of very hard-working individuals, 
So we're trying to give people a chance and trying to put them, uh, give them a platform to go and better themselves, not just in football, but in life. And, and if we can do that and, and they can enjoy watching us, that's all we're asking for. You know, we're, and, and I think that goodwill probably came back, but we have to, we have to you know, keep moving on that now. We can't just sit back and say we've got ourselves to a final. We have to make them, uh, we have to go and try and win this bloody final now. That's, that's the God's honest truth. And, uh, you know, and try and get the club, uh, these people to come back on a more regular basis. Stephen, Johnny here, how are you doing? Great, big man. Good. Uh, just from your own personal point of view, I, I'm, I'm delighted for you. As, as Dan said, like, you know, Labour loved the hours you would have put in all through the years. And, and you're saying, like, you know, you do it for, for to bring kids on, young players on and move them on. But, you know, you also deserve this, you know, recognition of getting to a national final and whatever else. But, you know, from from your standards as a coach, and I know you personally as well, you know, you, you look at the players and you say, look, you can do this. This is the standard. And, you know, for young players at that age, you know, if you can get them mentally right to say, well, we, if we can do it here today, we can do it on the, you, know, you know, longer term, Stephen. Would that be fair enough to say? I think uh, you're 100% on the money, John. It's, um, you know, this is a big thing we've been talking to the players about recently, you know. Uh, we haven't we haven't had a great league campaign, uh, and a lot of that will be down to the mentality of the players. It's their decision making on the pitch. Uh, you know, sometimes we're very good. Sometimes we make really very basic errors during the game that we get punished for. Uh, we I was actually talking to a lad, James Claffey. He's a sports psychologist, and he offered his services to us till the end of the season. So James has come in and kind of had it. But we we we've kind as you correctly point there. It is about the mentality of the young players. It's, it's about uh, belief. It's about confidence. Uh, that confidence goes very quickly, I find, you know. But uh, when, when you go into... Um, it's not just getting into the final of this cup, Johnny. It's, it's actually... We beat Limerick and we beat Dundalk. We beat two Premier teams. And, and this is for the players that they have to believe in themselves. Uh, the performance that they put in against Dundalk, can we maintain those standards? The reality of it is, John, if we were to play like that every week, uh, we're up there with UCD trying to win this division. So it has been a transitional year for us. When, when we're looking at the players over the court, we are looking at what kind of mentality do they have? What, what is the mental strength of this player? Uh, you know, we know they're good players, but when things are going bad, how do they react? Uh, you know, so you're absolutely 100% on the money. This is something that we can use going forward. Lads, this is Dundalk. These are the best team in the country. We've went out. We've done great. Uh, now can we maintain those standards and, and, and kick on probably next year and try and get ourselves promoted to the Premier Division and because they're young as well they, they will make mistakes and you've got to allow for that but once, the, once they're obviously learning from them but I think just from the club's perspective that by doing so well and getting to the national final you might be able to hold out the players a little bit longer or entice players to come in as well Stephen. I think that's going to help you going down the road uh, going forward also well, I'd hope so. Geographically, Johnny, we're, we're, you know, we're down the end of the country. We're an island at the end of the country. Sometimes that works for us. Sometimes it works against us in terms of getting players in. But because the lads have, like Limerick, uh, Limerick have really come on leaps and bounds. Um, Waterford, you know, they were in similar trouble to ourselves. And then all of a sudden, bang, they're, they're taking off. Cork City are flying. All, all the Munster clubs are, are really flying and we're miles behind them. Uh, you know, so we get... It's very hard for us to keep the players, John. Um, you know, we're an amateur club. We, we, we can't pay them much money in any context. Uh, very often, it's just uh, the likes of a Limerick or a Cork or a Warford will come in and offer the boys wages. 
and, and they'll take it. And you can't blame them for that. I can't blame them for that. No, uh, what we have to do as a club is try and get ourselves financially uh, stable, which we're, we're in the process of doing. Uh, Leslie's done an unbelievable work with the, with the finances there. Uh, we, we're nearly uh, debt free. And, and like what you're saying there now, by getting ourselves to a National Cup final, hopefully we'll be able to attract more people through the gate. We'll be able to attract more sponsorship. Uh, our fundraisers will probably be better supported. And then hopefully we'll be able to get ourselves into a position where we can get a couple of uh, semi-professionals into the club, uh, slightly older players that can help the young players along the way. But definitely uh, the fact that we, we've now uh, reached the National Final, um, that should help us along the way, as you correctly said. Yeah, bang on, big man. Uh, well, Stephen, I think just uh, to wish our congratulations again and best of luck against Derry and uh, for the rest of the season as well. Doing a great job down there. Lads, thanks very much. And congratulations on the podcast. It's fantastic as well. Don't be afraid to buy the champagne, Stephen. Don't be afraid to put on ice. I know, don't I? Decky there now for a suit and collar and cuff. He's giving them to everybody by me. Collar and cuff get some plugs oh. in this. <laughs> Top man. Thanks a million, Cheers, lads, Cheers Stephen. Best of luck. God bless. He does dress well, to be fair, John. Always did. Yeah. He always did, Stephen, yeah. Ger, would you be like a suit and tie manager? Well, or I know they go very well, so yeah. if Johnny's getting gear off him, I'm going to pop <laughs> over myself. I'm just, we should clarify, Johnny's getting gear there in the form of... Oh, for clothing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we were talking Bally Fairman and stuff earlier on, now but um, yeah, and so it's going to be it's going to be Derry and Cove, Dan, and I I don't think Cove will be in frightened of beating Derry in the final either. Well, no, Derry give you a chance, don't they? I think Kenny Shields was uh, ranting away a bit after the Sligo League game on Friday, um, basically admitting that they're not good enough to try and protect the lead. And I mean, I, look, I've seen Derry a couple of times. I saw them against Bowes when they won, and they do definitely still give but you. They could see that. I think oh, they could see fifty goals or yeah, something. Over 52. Fifty, I think, yeah. but they've scored over forty, Dan. So. They can't score. It's got rid of Patterson now, which is always an interesting Patterson one. gone, yeah. And, mm. and they have lost players. I mean, Ronan Kirchis started mm. and did well, I think, for Portsmouth at the weekend. And he's probably a big loss to them. And you realise it maybe now, in, in hindsight, or they knew it at the time. They have had a fair bit of turnover, but then that turnover might come from just whatever the envi- environment is there. young lads, don't they? Mm. Especially attacking players. Did they win the 19s, I think, last year or something like that as well? Yeah, they're very... They're, they're certainly... You talk to people who say that in the northwest or that area, like they're they're doing a very good job of producing players, and just a killer for them is that so many of them are, are that aren't gone across the water that they're playing elsewhere around the league. Like yeah. they they look at Duffy and McElhenney with Dundalk, and it mm, must Jarvis, Jarvis McNamee, um, probably really strong drives football, them mad, really know? strong football ethos in Derry over other sports as well, where that's what they end up playing the kids. Like. Yeah, well, apparently just the coaching wise and stuff, the people that are involved there in the, community, in the area are. Yeah. are they seem to be doing a very good job. So if they can get the people in and start raising the budget a little bit more, you get these players back. Like I'm sure. They'd love to go home. They're yeah, all, like, a lot yeah, of those yeah. lads are home. The bro. problem, yeah, yeah, right. And the, the problem for the, the dirty managers would be that you know if if I'm trying to sign Jay Rowe and he's based in Dublin and we're asking him to go to Derry mm. and Pat's come in for him. You know, he'll, he'll stay. If they had a team from the Northwest, so, and they could pay them all, they'd have really, really strong it's team. A, they'd have yeah. Duffy and McElhinney and who else? Like, well, no, I said Jarvis. McNamee, Jarvis. You Straight know, away, McNamee, like Mac, from, from Donegal. McInerf would be the next one to go, the midfielder. Yeah, I thought he'd be gone by now, but like, I, I think Derry have had a shoddy, shoddy season. They're minus 10 goal difference. Uh, they've lost 13 of their 28 yeah. games. They've lost more games than they've won. 
they're losing players to the likes of Larn and stuff like that. So they yeah, obviously can't compete. There, there, there is budget but they, Well, they're basically I, being financed by by one man, essentially Philip O'Darty, who's spoken about. I think he's putting in a substantial amount of money just at the end of every year to keep things going. And there was a row recently over ticket prices for the the Europa League game. And yeah, just for whatever reason, like they they can't compete. They can't compete and. I don't know. Was it <clears throat> the value of Sterling, and you can go down all this route? That you know, they've they've they're certainly struggling when it comes to certain things. You know, um, you know, you've, I mean, you've brought Jero to Northern Ireland before, of course, haven't you? So Jero to New York, yeah. You didn't really yeah. go into that in that great detail. Like, how how did that time pan out for you? Hey, well, he didn't bring me home, as I said to you. We played. Remember, we played my first game, Johnny. We didn't even know have the lads. I, met, I signed on a Thursday, and we played. We played Johnny uh, Crusaders. And we were four to five nil down at half time. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny lost the head after the game. And we looked at Lattius and just went. And Johnny used to bring us up to the games. Johnny went off home. <laughs> Me and Gavin McDonald scratching our head, thinking, "How are we getting home?" Yeah. <laughs> you get the bus. There's a train he as well. Didn't deserve a lift. <laughs> we, we actually got a lift home off uh, John Conley, the, oh, the the keeper. Keeper yeah. off. Um, he was actually with Crusaders. And did you have to like, go over and ask him? And <laughs> Johnny didn't even really think anything of it. He, he was playing for Crusaders and he gave you a lift He put home. more effort into getting home than he did on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say he realised what he was after doing. And Tuesday came, right, pick us up a certain time. No, not a word out. Oh, he was a good so player though, John, to be fair. A lot of, a lot of pace. Wasn't bad. Yeah, wasn't bad. Well, he could score. Say. He was. He could score. Well, he signed him a few times. He, I, he did. I mean, he could score. He knew his way around the pitch. He was clever, clever around the box. He, he's a decent player. I have to say. Just, just as well, Buzzer. We're talking about Cove there and amateur, right? So without kind of really explaining this properly, like it's probably still a lot more attractive to play kind of for a senior league for a lot of lads. Or Munster senior league, yeah. or Munster senior league than it is to play for say Cove or Wexford or even you know. Well, well, the, the attractive end of things is that. You don't have to go to Finn Harps to play on a Friday night. You can finish a day's work. You'll have your weekend to yourself and you have your game on Sunday morning or Saturday. If you're asking your boss every Friday, or especially Cove, mm. even the home games are far away from the houses. Like, you know. So every week you're looking to get three, four hours off work here or you're looking to get a night off. Or you want to get If you're playing during the week, you want to get the next day off work. But is that not a mindset of someone that, you know, if it was me and I wanted to get to the top, I would have to sacrifice that. And if you're married and you've young kids, that's different. There may, if maybe you're not lads who want to get the top, though. There may be lads who know their limitations. And but like that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. What Steve was saying um, on the phone that he needs to get a couple of older lads in. It's very difficult to get the older lads in because they'd be the ones with the mortgages and they'd be the one with the kids and stuff like that. And it's also if you start paying them, we'll say, and you're not necessarily paying other lads, is that might create disharmony as well. Like. We've all sat in uh, dressing rooms where you're sitting around and lads are getting envelopes and they're skipping other lads and you, if, if it was me man. not getting the envelope and your man beside me was especially if we felt in the day I was after playing better than him we'd be looking at the manager and saying yeah. it's just going to cause this. but if you're good enough the money follows you you can't yeah. you can't just arrive in and but there's no you money, have to put no the time in but this is well. the problem I think yeah. Yeah. we spoke about this Jeremy Ron last year like in the first division in particular that I mean, I'm, we're aware of like first division clubs who have tried to go after some of the better players in the Lancer Senior, the you know, Junior, Intermediate, the various levels, and they just can't get them. No, as I said, because a lot of people are settled in their ways and they have their kind of weekly routine, and they just look us as Irish people. We don't really like changing too mm. much. Um, if something's going kind of nice and cushy for you, you're just going to stick to it. Yeah. And as a general, before we go into the FA Cup, as a general rule, do you expect the clubs to do pretty well from basically the non-league clubs? Um, 
Now with the FAI Cup coming up, it'll be a little bit different. This league, the the junior leagues haven't even kicked off yet. Like you know, they only start kind of this week. But during the season, like especially the lower end of first division teams, there's expenses being handed out a little bit more money than what people would be earning in the um, first division. Mm. And like that, you've got senior lads. Like you get the 19s. There's a massive gap between 19s and 14. They even come into Leinster Senior League and. They're left wilder. They can't get into this Leinster Senior League team. And then that these are 19s from the, the, the League of Ireland under yeah, 19, which is a big problem. Yeah. And they actually, mm. Fran, Frank Gavin did say something recently. That, or no, it was Eamon Breen, the FAI people, that they might be looking to address that problem because, like, there's like a full national league of under 19 players. So however many players, a couple of hundred players around the country who get to 19, 20, and like the top. What five, three, four, five percent are fine, and the rest of them are just going into. They're left disillusioned. Yeah. They don't like if they go. Well, I'm after being playing for Pats or Balls or something like that, and then I'm going to say likes of Crumlin Bluebell. I can't get into it. Well, I sure, what's the point? Yeah, Where, that's we'll very go, interesting. I'm gonna yeah. go and play with my friends who or might be or four or five leagues down the line. Then all of a sudden you lose them, and they like they could be good. Like nineteen year olds aren't really. They're not even nineteen. They're eighteen, and they're not. It's fully a fair developed. point. Like. We, Again, when, when you're starting off and you come to 18 and you're playing, say, in Rovers or Pats or Bowls reserve team, you're 18 and 19, you might be playing against a 29-year-old because mm. he's coming back from injury. Mm. And you realise very quick, wow. Because I, I find with the National League, like if, if myself and Jared are the same age all the way up and we play whatever, say, in Belvedere, and then we go and we sign for Pats or Bowls or Rovers, and we're playing against one another together, all the way up 13s, 14s, 15s, 15s, 17s, 19s, and all these hundred these players you're talking about, Dan, they get to know one another. There's no, do you know what I mean? And they know they're just playing against these all the time. It gets flat and stale, I think. And I just think that that gap is too big. Too big, yeah. Look at seventeen. I should be looking to play. I shouldn't be playing. So if I'm good, I should be playing at nineteen. And when I'm nineteen, I should be playing in the first team. Yeah. It's not a development league. Nineteen is not a development league anymore for me. I think 13s, 15s, yeah, are development leagues. And I think the ethos in the FAI and the coaches in the FAI is that they're still developing at 19. They're not. They should be playing ready to get into first teams at 19 years of age. But you still have players that will be developing at 19. Absolutely. Though, who, develop- who, who they need to have a level that they can play at that... They can eventually sort of, you know, they might be developing at twenty twenty one. They might be very close, but the danger is that they just go away from the game completely because yeah. they're not good enough at nineteen, or you know, not ready enough, say, to play first team senior football. But they're going to fall out now. Like again, this season coming up, it'll be a thirteens national league. So two lads go to whatever at thirteen, and one is a January birthday, one's December. They're nearly a year, so mm. the two of them do well at thirteen, and then the, the next jump is into fifteens. So the December birthday guy is playing against Johnny. So there could be two years in the difference. And he doesn't, you know, they don't keep the, the guy because maybe physically he's not ready. He drops off. Where does he go? Does he go back to Belvedere, home farm, Kevin's? So the gap 13s, 15s, 17s, they have to do something in between because they're going to lose players lower down. I see your point, yeah. yeah. Lower down, not even at 19. They won't even get to, to, to 19. We, we had like good GA families at home who'd like, they'd, do like family planning where they'd pretty much ensure that the kid would be born in January and at worst February and they were real GA families no word of a lie I was born in November <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's a year couldn't wait Paddy's no, it is massive. It, 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 actually, it actually does make a big difference for you if you're born in January or December as a kid that actually is a big difference you have to have some talent as well But Dan first round of the cup first time we've discussed family planning on the podcast yeah. in, any, in any great detail first round of the cup Dan
Dan? Will I go through the fixtures? You should, yeah. I actually want to ask, Jared, because the, the, the likes of Crumlin and Bluebell aren't here this year. Some of the more established, sort of regular, sort of junior yeah. intermediate teams that, that compete, you obviously had early exits from the, the funny cups results the last year, yeah. Um, I think it was a Dublin bus put a run together. I think they're saying something like What's that. What's two of them come along together? Dublin bus. <laughs> they're playing C.O.U. I hear. Uh, L tra- I think Ronan O'Flaherty had put up the L Trafico. Fantastic name. Run through the fixtures and what we'll do is we'll... That's a great fixture. We're not necessarily going to go into... We should go to that game. Three o'clock on Saturday. That won't start on time. We'll make it on time. Honestly, the amount of shit jokes that are going to be made around that game. I mean, it's going to hit peak. Like, ah... That'll yeah. be the coolest game ever. Bray against Harps, and uh, that's these are Friday night games. Rohat against Shamrock Rovers. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Inchi Core Athletic against St. Pat. Inchi Core Athletic. Game, what do we expect from them? Um, as I said, this time of the year, look, it's a bit of a derby, aren't they? Pat and Inchi Core, but. <laughs> The, the Inchicore player, Inchicore Athletic players, when Pat scored, will be jumping over <laughs> the wall and then jump back in for the tip off. They're probably all still in the water park in Bally Island. They'll be the most tan team in the competition. Yeah, you kind of expect that game to be over at half time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the dock against Cove then as well. There's will be a bit of revenge on yeah, their I mind. think the dock might put a slightly. Just getting back to what he, Johnny was saying about. Watford and uh, Cork being their game I think this might be a blessing in disguise that game in Cove uh, knocking Dundalk out I think that might kick them on sport them on I think Kenny be livid at that, like yeah. that you know, whatever about that two games a week as well where they underperformed it's a cup final as well at the end of the day mm. it like you said it doesn't matter if it's a tour you're getting into a cup final it's a good day out the fans will be very disappointed after travelling I think it was I think I've seen someone had it was a 12 hour round trip or something oh, yeah. would be, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. And, and the thing about it is like you know the Europe, the game after the European hangover can be costly it actually damaged them last year mm. around the Rosenberg game in some ways they might be in time they might be happy it was an EA Sports Cup game rather than a league game you know mm. and this cup game might just be a Work out in the long run for them. Stephen Henderson might put out a second. Yeah, that's the few bodies. <laughs> yeah. I think he might put out one or two. I think Kenny might go for a slightly stronger team because I think he'll be aware that they just need to win and just get the show back in the row, whatever it takes this week. Two games in Dublin then: Shelburne against Athlone and UC against Pike Rovers. And Pike should. Be, I mean, UCD are. are you know, Pern very nicely now. Pern long nicely. Yeah, I think this is the point because we were talking a bit off air about this that uh, you know you have teams in the first division that like have invested a bit in their squad this year like they're putting a few quid around and they've got some senior pros there and that UCD are killing everyone and like you know it's they've got some very good young players obviously an excellent manager but it's, it's exposing some of the teams below them how comfortably they're winning that division. Yeah, I, t- I was actually going to have a few bob on them to win the FAI Cup. I was thinking they might be 100-1 to 1 if they can maybe get a favourable draw into something like the semis. Yeah, they're capable, of, the capable area, yeah. of beating most teams in the Premier, I think. They just need to avoid you would good side. Like. The bigger teams to, to, to kind of bully them over as such. Mm. They've got a lot of young players there. Um, they've very little and it has been over the years they've very little pressure on them the only pressure they probably have is within the little group that they have there from like there's, there's no really fans that go and if they do they, they hardly get on their backs seems right, to have a very good manager in fairness in Collie O'Neill like. yeah Collie seems to be doing really well with them they're a lovely team I, I keep Great saying team to watch, they're the like. best team I've seen playing from Boat Lakes football wise a really nice team to watch we, I would have seen them all over the season with the colleges and mm. it's the same group they're playing the Collingwood and the, the, the positives for UCD is and you talk about no pressure they train every day mm. they're full time mm. within the college 
They have that all is a the big su- they have yeah. all the support structures there. You know, everything is there for them. We talk about sports science. They have everything there for them. But look, you know, they're there. They have a team in the Lancer Senior. Yeah, they, also, they, yeah. They sign for UCD. You come mm. up and there'll be sixty of them standing. And they'd be sure, who's <laughs> yeah. going to play today? Like you know, yeah. that's yeah. it. And and you're right. Some of them would would come true. But I think it's good. When, like, but when you have a good UCD team, I mean, last year you would have looked around the league. There's McMillan, Benson, you know, Ronald Andy Finn, Boyle, Finn. Finn. So this, these lads now, maybe in three, four years, we're talking about this UCD generation as being the Gary top players. Gary O'Neill's a league. fantastic midfielder. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. There was some talk he would even go in in July, and fantastic. obviously Georgia, Georgia Kelly did, Dundalk, did leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. But yeah, so it's probably a tough one for Pike. We've got Wexford against Bowes. The El Trafico, that's, this, that's on Friday night. Then the Saturday games, El Trafico, as mentioned. Dublin Bus, CAA Ranch. Um, Blarney United against Derry City. Uh, and then Maynooth against Leeds from Cork. Maynooth won the intermediate this year. They're, are they very similar to UCD? They would be, really? yeah. yeah. Very similar. That would be the same group. They beat Fairhouse Clover, wasn't it, in the, in the Aviva this year? They did. I think they were one nil down in... The ninety or eighty seventh minute or something like that, and come back and won the game. Yeah, there'll be good fitness levels there again with, with new today. They, they've just they're taking the, they're taking football more seriously there. Basically, they That's have a, a kind of a the winners of the FEI Junior and the winners of the Intermediate play each other in a I think it's called the Tom Hand Cup, and they played last week and Manute beat um, that team from Wexford three or four one. So they be they've started off. They be very very fit. They be all young fit lads. Like you know, they'd yeah, full time as well. Yeah, they, they would. Yeah. And there be a bit more funding going in. That's what you're saying. Dan. Yeah. They're taking the more series because there's probably more funding going in into the. Well, into they've the had. Well, Jamie McGrath, yeah. of course, and Sean Hoare yeah. were there, weren't they? Yeah. And a few others. I know that you know. Obviously, the only guys involved in the League of Ireland clubs that are playing for them now. Well, but the, the, there's going to be a big change in with the colleges and the young lads because it might be a way forward with the colleges. Lads training full time like we we Jamie McGrath, uh, Jamie uh, Lennon, sorry Jamie Lennon, in DCU we uh, 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 Waterford uh, Feely, uh, Roy Feely, Roy Feely. Yeah. we've already there as well, and you know they can train with Pats, they can train with us. Like if they play a match, they can come and have the facility to do their uh, recovery programs and stuff like that. So again, like with us in, in DCU, like we have all, all the support structures around, and we probably get a little bit more funding. And it might be a way through for younger players to say, I'm getting my education, or I'm also getting a chance to be a full-time footballer, and maybe go away at a, at a later stage mm. rather than you know, 16, 17 sure. or 18, and if that experience of playing in, in the league here. And a fair, a fair few teams, obviously, in this wouldn't normally be in there. Scaries against Waterford. Scaries, would they be? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sure now. Um, I think they come up, did they? I think Scaries come up into the intermediate only this year. Somebody said that the pitch is being renovated. Or oh, they're playing in a rugby pitch or something by, uh, by the sea, basically, yes, or something the, like that. Yeah. So, uh, just Waterford, Waterford keep an eye yeah. on that yeah. one, you know? Yeah, you'd expect, you'd expect Waterford to steamroll them, really. Um, look, anything that happens in them sort of games, it's, it's usually kind of adrenaline and stuff like that. But this time of the season... They haven't even kicked off. I know. Yet. Yeah, that's the killer. Like I was at home farming Liffey Wanderers last night, and in fairness to Cork, John Cotter was at the match, and Lisa Fallon. They were there watching home farm last night. Well, that yeah. helps, but it helps when you're a professional club yeah. that you can, you know, you can send your staff to. to I have to say, Oli played last night. Oli was playing. Oli was playing. I was going to say because we've got home farm. Well, we've Newmarket against Cavan on Saturday as well. Sligo Rovers, Longford, and then yeah, Sunday one o'clock. 
Do you have probably go North End and go United? North End, oh yeah, North yeah. End. Who are the, who are that's the yeah, Wexford that's club? Because yeah. mm-hmm. they have Paul Murphy playing for them. Who was with Wexford Gary Dempsey's young brother? He plays there. That one, the Dempsey's. Yeah, so they, they, I mean that could be an interesting one. Home um, Farm Cork. Home Farm Cork. Yeah, yeah the old the old Carlin is involved with the, Home Farm. The, the only yeah. thing that's going against going to go against Home Farm is the, the pitch, pitch is, is magnificent. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. But well, they're playing Cork though. They just like fellas in narrow pitches don't cut the grass. You know what? But I was up there last. Night watching, they were playing Liffey Wanderers, and uh, the pitch is magnificent. Absolutely, and we, magnificent. we talk Cork Rosenberg in a minute, but Cork and Limerick, you want to talk about Limerick uh, Bowes down as well? Oh, Limerick Bowes, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, look, it's, it's strange. I mean, it was a game that uh, Limerick Morris should have been sent off, Ian Morris should have been sent off for Barry Maguire pulling them back. But yeah, Bowes ended up winning 5 0, like very comfortably in the end. Now, it wasn't apparent in Soccer Republic, it was an interesting thing. Uh, they, they had Owen Stokes being fouled and scoring the penalty, but it was actually Danny Grant who came on and was fouled. And Owen Stokes went to take the penalty and there was like war. Other players were telling him, don't take the penalty, don't take the penalty. A couple of the senior players, Pender, I think Danny Corcoran was having a bit of a word. Oh, yeah, well, and I don't know, but Stokes has been out of favour in recent weeks. He was obviously determined to take the penalty and get his goal. But I don't know. Can, have you been, was have somebody you, on a hat-trick? Or, uh, no, well, no, I'm trying no. to think of someone on a hat-trick. Devaney had scored. Well, he didn't uh, let... Um, Young Dan Kelly take the penalty the week before. No, because Corcoran took it, didn't he? Was yeah, Corcoran took it. And yeah. Corcoran was on the pitch, and yes, Stokes just said, I'm having it this time. But uh, it was interesting, he scored. A couple of the senior players stayed away from him in the celebration, so I don't know. You can need you, a goal can, as well. Can you, can you, can you, that you, doesn't sound can, good. Can you recall rows over penalty kicks in at any point? Um, no. Just get the ball <laughs> gets to the ball first. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, That's what he did, I think. And what score was that at that stage? It was 4 0. It was going 5 0. But, uh, but also, I have to say, you know, Daniel Kelly has done quite well good, for them. Yeah. Devani's playing very well. And, and Grant, you know, Grant, Grant was, I'm trying to think, was Grant banger. a banger? Yeah. yeah. Banger. And Dan was at, um, he was actually with Crumlin. Um, he struggled, Dan Kelly, is yeah, it? He struggled yeah. a little bit at Crumlin, but he went back down to, he was great with CY the year before he came to Crumlin. Um, just Crumlin didn't suit him. He went back down to CY and he had a great half a season. Then Bright will come over and then I think that out in Daily Mount suits him. He, he's a rocket. He just once yeah. he starts moving, he's a flyer and out there uh, big huge pitch in Daly Mount suits him down to the ground is that is that like really good encouraging though for for, for the younger lads say playing at the at the sort of amateur level where you see someone like Dan Kelly and what he's done for the yeah. younger lads as you mentioned the older lads maybe just they might think that it's, their time might have passed for doing that but to see the younger lads sort of being part of a pathway it must be yeah, sure Darren would have had three full seasons in before he's 21 in Leinster Senior League you're playing against fully fledged ground men like you know what I mean week in week out it's going to toughen you up a little bit same with young Grant he the year at Bangor I think he was 16 or 17 he yeah. played a full year um, that gets back to the point I'm making that you should be playing you know men's not, football yeah, yeah. it does yeah. no I take that point as in the men's football angle because they always said that even about Brian McBride and Derry and even McLean but I think McBride was playing men's football at like 16, 17 and you know it's Sunday you know the, the Sunday hardened sort of lads but it also gives, it gets back to the point where we're saying some fellas don't want to be travelling all over the country but when you see a young lad coming through and doing well it's before, we wrap, ago, before yeah. we wrap up the cup, give us an outside an outside tip for it that isn't one of the main teams. I'm going to go UCD for a bit of crack. Well, is it, do you see any shocks there? This yeah, week? can can someone other than Rovers? Waterford, boy, I know they're on a bit of it, but they they they're, they're they turned up the league. I mean, yeah, but they're. Uh, they're I think they're asking for an outside. The Premier Club, Rovers, the Premier Rovers. No, no, Bowes, Bowes can either win five 0 or lose four 0 You're giving Bowes. Bowes is an interesting shout. Yeah. 
Bowden, Dan, you're going to give one there for see. I don't something know something a bit lefty. Will, will we not have the dark card? Sure, come on, so many different. <sighs> They're going to draw each other around too. I'd, I'd still think Waterford will be there and thereabouts. I know they're third in the league, but they're 25 points off there. So. And no one's mentioned Pats, and Pats can beat anybody oh, on their day, they but they're just... I think, Bo, I think Bowes is an interesting one. If Bowes are safe, and like, that was a big win for them, and they're getting close to safe without being out of it, um, I, I think... Free like, them up a bit for a cup run. Yeah. The draw needs to be kind to them. They need to, if they can draw... You can get a very lucky draw, yeah, though. You, know, you, can get to the semi- yeah. you can get to the quarter or semis without necessarily... Playing anyone, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really Liverpool got test. to the Champions League final, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair, sure. it's a fair point. Let's talk Europe then, Dan. Cork City-Rosenberg. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to one more thing on the cup, because this... See, I think it's a difficult one when the seasons don't overlap. They had it a couple of years back, didn't they? That did the first round of the cup in May... And then you had the next round in August. But then that must be strange if the squad has changed and if players leave. So what was that like? Was the that length so- of senior league is, is mental. Like there's, you get punished for doing well. So they, you don't play games. In, in May and June, you could, I think we had nine games to go in, in the That'd start of That would be the climax of your league yeah. season and you have and, a cup game thrown in there. And we had two cup finals and away the Pats in the middle of two cup finals in, in the FEI Cup. Sure. Pats beat us 5-0 but should we were rinse like we are knackered I mean yeah. we had to go and play and daily round as I said was one of the biggest pitches in the league in a cup final um, we managed to get over the line we won 1-0 but we weren't drowned we weren't knackered yeah, you're gone. Knackered, yeah. yeah. Stephen Bradley's you know the cup final thing's been a bit of a joke but Rovers really target the cup you'd imagine this year it'd be a big deal for them I'd say like. well they'd have to yeah. oh, so they've nothing else to play for like. just Europe yeah. <laughs> what do you make of Rovers there um <laughs> Keeper link with Spurs, I think this week. I've seen that. Someone yeah. Two hundred. Now yeah. I, I read a couple of weeks ago that he, uh, he, his mother or something said he was staying and finishing his education. Still leaving anyway. Oh, that, that is the plan. I think yeah. he, he, now there might be a deal Rose done, but there might college. be a pre-contract that he, yeah. he's doing his leaving start next summer. So he wants to, he wants to stay at home until then. Yeah, he's but like, I don't. Yeah. But Rovers generally, you're sort of tall. So, do you, do you, um, so is the balance like, and you do your leaving cert and. You know, or do you go away and you get a big contract and you don't make it and you come back at 19 with 500,000 euros in the bank? Then you can do a leave and set. See, I don't always agree. The education is. It's compulsory now, Johnny. Yeah, I know. He has to. college when he goes away. Yeah, but they don't go. Jay, you've been there. I don't know how it is now. Mm. But but I know everyone doesn't make the money. And those fellas will go away and, and then three years later they come back and they're hiding, going back into the house and all that. But if there's a young lad at 16 or 17 and he. I, I think with him though as well, John, he's he's getting into the first team at Rovers, so he's getting plenty of football education here as well as his own education. But the point, I'm talking, about the financial, I'm talking about the mm. financial aspect of it where he might be one of the guys that goes away and he gets a nice contract, he signs a contract at 17 and he gets a nice contract, he's a three-year contract with Spurs and he doesn't make it. I'm not saying he, he won't make it, hopefully the, the lad... Maybe he it. wants to go over there in better shape. But, but, I think, but, but I think the money I'm talking about... He might be getting the best of both worlds. Yes. Then. I but, believe he got very lucky as well. I believe when they were looking for a keeper, I believe the 19th keeper might have been injured as well. Which but, helped but at least he was there. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, was, he, was but, he was on the bench when I, he was I, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm reading, I'm just talking about the balance of the education and the money. Not everyone gets the money. But if he gets a three-year contract, and he doesn't make it and he comes back home here to Ireland and he's 500,000 quid in the bank you can still go at 19 and 
go to college. Yeah. You know, so oh, I know. I think balance. But I, th- but I think what seems like could be done is that he will have that contract in the back. It just won't be starting till yeah. next summer. So, yeah. so he stays at home yeah. Oh, yeah. for another year. But, he's, go he, over. but he, st- he still has that. Yeah. So that's not a bad deal. No, no. Like that's, not, that's not a bad one we're, to have. We're going to have to wrap up. Um, ah, Johnny. Cork City, well. We've been going on for a while and Johnny wants to get to Sligo. Cork I think. City. That's more ro- of the bigger point. Cork's, yeah. Well, I was nearly free Cor- up in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> Cork City, Rosenberg. Yeah, I mean, Rosenberg haven't, like, Rosenberg don't have a manager at the moment. They still, um, they, they got rid of the guy, Inga Brixen, who was there last year, and the players were very unhappy. He was, he was, he got the bullet, so it was a bit of a revolt. Uh, they're second in the Norwegian league behind Brand. They haven't been having an amazing season um, by their standards. And even last year, when they were probably in better nick, Dundalk took them to extra time. So, like, they're not impenetrable. Like, they're not, I mean, Rosenberg, we're a brilliant side. It's 11 years since they were in the group stages of the Champions League. Um, and look, you always look at the other Norwegian teams in Europe this year and like they've done quite well. Like They've done reasonably well. Molde, I think, are still going. I think they played Danavon and lost the mm, first did, leg yeah, and yeah, then they, yeah. they won away. So like they're not you know, they're not, they're not a super club that you're playing here. I think if Cork play, this is what we talked about in Dundalk earlier, you have to be at 100%. If Cork are at 100%, make life as uncomfortable for them as they're capable of doing. They need scores. I do think they'll have regrets from the Legia game. I think they'll think we can do better than that. I think they'll be very motivated. Team selection, and I, I think at home, you know, obviously try and keep it clean sheet, but the goals are coming, like Cummins scored again, uh, the other night. He hadn't been scored. You were off injured, did he, Cummins? No, 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 he's, no, no, he's, he's, he was no. okay. He got a bang in the head. Oh, he was okay, okay. nothing but, major. But, uh, <coughs> major bang in the head, but he did go off. <laughs> wow. but, uh, but Buckley has scored a few goals. McNamee Wrong is time. capable of scoring. Sadlier can score. Shepard's coming into a bit of form. So They have the players who oh, score goals. And, like. and they have the players who can score. You know, they're decent at set piece, a big, strong, physical team. As I said, really in good shape. Could be a good opportunity for them to play Rosenberg, as you said, Dan. Very important to keep clean sheet at home if they can at well, all. Like. Yeah, I will make one point. And, and the, the dog thing, I mean, they lost to Larnica. If they got through, they would have played Sturm Graz. If they got through Sturm Graz, I think they would have been playing Fire Nerd. Like, Cork have that, a good draw. That, that Europa League route, like starting, is, is a good The only way to really get far for any club to get into a group stage again is to win the league. <laughs> and get a bye. Is to win, no, no, the bye is one. Yeah, but, if, even, even yeah. If Cork, but even if Cork had, got the, had played in the second round, they would have been playing a team that was knocked out in the first. It would have mm. been, it would have been a, you know, TNS played... TNS played the team from Gibraltar to get into this third yeah. round. Mm. Like, that champion's route is... Everything. Yes. That is the only route to do our clubs doing well in Europe. Is that that's why Dundalk probably you know get a leg up. they have to get in yep. because if Cor- let's say Cork beat Rosenberg, which would be a massive shock, but it's it not. It wouldn't be a massive shock. No, it, would be, it, would be, it would be a shock, but I'm, it's not impossible. No. Cork to get into the group stages, they will play the losers of Red Bull Salzburg and a team as the champions of Macedonia. Right? Huge you'd, motivation. You'd, you'd fancy Red Bull Salzburg. So so Cork's route is l- lose to Legia. Okay. If they, ha- if they hadn't got a bye, let's say they lost to Legia, play a team from Gibraltar, play Rosenberg, big win, play a team from Macedonia, who will still be better. Yeah. And but that's your route to the group stage compared to playing a Sturm Graz, Feyenoord. Like that champion's route has given our champions still a half mm. a chance because naturally if you won one Champions League tie then you go into the Europa a bit further down that's the only like the Europa League is great you get through a round or two win a few quid but the Champions League I, I think is everything like that route they have is not it's, it's not it's definitely manageable it's, it's, I, I, I think this is a big two games for John Caulfield's reign because I do think 
it'll show maybe is he able to put this team together in Europe to match up against the likes of Rosenberg because I think in Europe they've been a little bit disappointing and I think maybe the, the style of football they play just gets a bit fouled well, out we spoke about learning from and last season you know could, could, could definitely stand to John in what way even the Leggy game he's got to learn from that how he sets his team up his team selection and uh, I, I really think they're going to give this a right go and I really do I, where we go the Getting into the group stages, I think that's still a bit away. Oh, it's it's right. really oh, it's, I mean, not, not, not in the Europa League. You can't be having a, yeah. a, a regular discussion. No. We're miles yeah. away. I mean, I think you like, you know, you can see that it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a world away, Jerry. Really, but you need you need an, an exceptional run to get to it. Like. I think the previous teams that done it. We looking at some of the games they got very very lucky in them if you play them games again mm. they probably get. Oh, you need everything to go yeah. right. Yeah. You need absolutely yeah. everything to go right, and you know? they expect like a team. Like Cork or something to raise that game for six or eight games to that level is, is massive but to get in the financial rewards is just beyond and Co- Caulfield in fairness he's yeah. kind of often moans about their budget like this would be colossal for them I, I, you know? yeah, but I, I spoke to him down last weekend and like he can't compete sometimes with, with some players going to Dundalk he was saying no. do you I think it's yeah. mad sitting here though thinking the financial awards and yet we've had a couple of clubs who've made it in and we're still oh, the financial awards yeah, still. Yeah, but, Dundalk, yeah. but Dundalk are so far ahead and Cork are ahead and the financial awards have presented a problem yeah. though because Cork and Dundalk I think they're 50 year in a row now going for the league and then they're in Europe every year and so that's making them stronger but there's an inequality in the league right so they're, you know, Bray and Limerick have had a problem this year so because of the inequality they're not getting the regular games at home of equality to prepare them for Europe yeah. it's sort of like a dangerous circle that it's probably the same like you know, Celtic are playing tonight it's the same in Scotland Celtic are through the years and I'm sure if you go all over Europe it'll be similar enough that no it is a fair point there's, yeah. there's a real problem in Europe that like the same teams are winning you see like Batty Borisov winning it last yeah. night again it's all the same faces that are sort of popping because up because they have the money the money comes yeah. in that was season 26 episode 26 Johnny you're sprinting here. what's what's this horse running to me what's the distance half five uh, mile and two mile and two yeah. he won in he won in um, the Monday of Galway right and I actually this is the first horse I ever owned that won a race and I went into the lab hang on hang on that's not the first horse you ever owned that won a race uh, we owned a horse together that holy, won a holy race. holy he owed all four legs holy yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I'm in the Labrook tent and everyone is cheering him on in Wolverhampton and the owner hasn't a penny on him I swear to God did you, did you get in a taxi or a drive the guy, a taxi driver oh, yeah, always know. Yeah, the taxi driver on the way to the race goes, I have good word for Sabras from Wolverhampton. I'm like, I own the bloody thing. <laughs> I don't have good word for him. That's what you told everyone, John. I think, I think he's a good chance tonight. But thanks for coming in, John, as ever. Always, always a pleasure. Yeah, and he, where are you this weekend? Do you want to go to a game? Oh, I'll be around. I'll definitely go as a set of rovers and bows in the funnel. El traffic call, maybe? Uh, I, I, no, I'd definitely be out in Home Farm on Sunday. I'll definitely go to Home Farm. and. Uh, I wouldn't mind going back there, actually. Is it in Whitehall? No, yes. the, the, one of the yeah. main reasons, my dad drinks has a few points in Home Farm every Thursday. Lovely point again, uh, uh, I was saying. just going to come yeah. in on that, Johnny. I have to say, the smoothest. Still there by Sunday. Oh, <laughs> the matches at one o'clock so there could be yeah there could be a little bit of activity up around home farm as I said pitch is in great condition at, I wouldn't mind uh, going up there I've been up there in years actually yeah. 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 You, you had a few degenerate days Wait, Johnny, well, yes, Johnny, Johnny yeah. seriously, seriously huh? if your horse wins tonight ride a horse up from Contra <laughs> and in through the gates of Whitehall where are you going to be the weekend sir <laughs> well, I'll be out in the car thanks yeah. if Johnny's in all these games there'll be loads of work for the rest of us. <laughs> Dan are you going to, going to a game um, I'll, yeah well, I'm going to Cork Rosenberg but I'll, yeah, I think I might go to home farm home 
home farm on Sunday, I think, as well. No, I'll, I'll, I'll be working, though. I won't be having a pint for that. Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. I'll be buying my The dubs and Galway as well, Saturday. Plenty oh. going on. Yeah. What a country. What a country. What a country. What a country. Thanks for listening. But there are limits.